So, so, no, 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 let me finish the point. Broadcasting from Essex, it's the 27th of September, and you're listening to Salonomics. The Bitcoin price is currently $43,715. One dollar gets you 2,286 Satoshis. I am your host, Aaron Dawn, and joining me once again from North London is my hair, Kia Starmer. Hey, Joe. Oh, Kia. <laughs> Why Kia? Um, Why Kia? Oh, you know, my formula is simply whoever's trending on Twitter. Trendy. And Kia yeah, Starmer is trending on Twitter because he doesn't know how to define a woman. Um, well, I suppose he must have upset an awful lot of uh, transgenders. No, I think he's upset everybody. In order, I think this is the age-old adage of trying to keep everybody happy you end up getting nobody you end up keeping nobody happy so basically andrew marr said to him yesterday for context they said is someone who thinks that only women have a cervix welcomed in the labor party and he talked about we need to have a mature respectful debate about trans rights completely missing the point that the question was about women and he yes. turned it into trans. And right, yeah, do you know what yeah. I mean? So it's this, it's this cloudy thinking surrounding the woke brigade, and these de- definitions, um, you know, which do my head in on a daily basis because people seem to conflate one thing for another all the time. People just aren't listening, Joe. Do you know what I mean? There's too many parrots out there. Well, I, well, this this is so the sad state of affairs really you know forget this or the, the wokeness and the the pc and all this right politically speaking right the labor party cannot challenge this government and this government is so terrible right that they could do anything they want because the opposition is so weak mm. if they just open their eyes right and listen to the people not listen to the media not listen to to sort of like what's uh what they want to hear so, Listen to the people, right? Mm. They, they could easily win the next election, Labour Party. They just woke up, really. Because mm. this, this government is shambolic. But they're too busy worried about a cervix or uh, gender issues and things like that. You know what? Mm. They've got their source of blame. Yeah, you I know. mean, you'd have thought the clues in their, their respective name, right? They're the opposition. Yeah. So they yeah. probably would harbour a certain percentage of the vote just by saying the exact opposite of the government. That's right. However, they don't seem to understand the definition of opposition. So it's no, it should be no surprise that they don't understand the definition yeah. of yeah. a female or a woman or etc. That's, that's right. Anyway. I mean, but then again, we, we live in a world where you know, it, a person is judged on their, their uh, performances in any career that they, um, they pursue. Right? Yeah. So a woman or a man, so big, you know, big deal. You know. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Anyway, I have got a story about Keir Starmer. Go on. Let's have it. Well, about 12 years ago, right, mm. my next-door neighbour... Uh, you've been to my house, right? Yeah, many times. When I say next-door neighbour, there's, uh, there's there's there was a, there was a couple of, across the road to, 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 um, to, where, to where I live, mm. Andrew and Sonia, and they were, they, were, they were getting married, and they actually wanted to... Um, they asked me if, if they could use my house mm. as their wedding reception. Right. And Andy and Sonia are A1 um, graduates. Is it A? Uh, it, it, they, they are A1, yeah. They're really it's sort of like... Degrees. They're, they're well, you mean degrees with honours. Yeah, yeah, degrees with honours. Is that okay. A1, right? So they're, they're both very, very um, intelligent people. So, it's certain aspects of life, anyway. Mm. And um, anyway, they asked me if I wanted if they can um, use my house as a research because you know my house is yeah you know, a big open space. It's got lots of big terraces. So I said, yeah, you know, be nice to have a party. You know what I mean? So anyway, um, can I just make out that you live in the Champagne Socialist region of North London, otherwise known as in that is, Islington? <laughs> Yeah, when it's so Tony Blair, Piers, Jeremy Corbyn, Corbyn, Emily Thornbury, it's all like a Diana Diana Abbott, they all all live radical to me, like, you know what I mean? Yeah, all them um, socialists. You know, when they actually do their campaign, they they actually never knock on my door. (laughs) Why is that? Is that that something to do with the artwork on the wall? 
No, it's because, you know, because I, I, I don't vote Labour. Simple as that. You know what I mean? And, and they know I don't, you know? Gotcha. Anyway. Um, Is it like Jehovah's Witnesses then? They only, like, knock on the doors where... I, you know what? I and actually open the door to Jehovah's Witnesses. I do like the... You know, the, the, when they knock on my door, right, I actually do give them a couple of minutes of my time to listen to them. Yeah. And they're very, very nice people. When I sort of say to them, I'm sorry, I'm a Muslim, they just say, okay, thank you very much. Oh, okay. You don't <laughs> set the dogs on them then? No, no, no. I, I just, I do find, you know, they, they seem like very nice people. I know they're trying to brainwash me to join this, their cult, but, um, but you know, I, I'll give them a couple of minutes. But, but Keir Starmer actually came to my house. He actually sat uh, on my sofa. I always miss the yeah. swear button when you say something like, semi-controversial I need to get better at that no anyway so there's my Keir Starmer story anyway he, he, he has been to my house he's been to your house wonderful well like I say he's, he's... We, we always learn something new through your little anecdotes mate uh, yeah so coming up on today's show uh, I want to explore the question will AI replace real hairdressers so we're oh, going to discuss okay, that yeah. in the middle section and All then right. at the end, we've got our under the bus. I hope you've got an under the bus for me this week because last week you was being very um, diplomatic and you didn't actually have an under the bus. Well, I, I, I've got one under the bus actually, Shell. Uh, no, 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 no. You spoke, look, do, do you know what? Do you know what like setting the show up means? It means you don't give give everything oh, okay. away in the first like ten minutes, right? Oh, I like to keep you, my audiences in suspense, I suppose. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So we're gonna do under the bus. I've got one, you've got one. So that's all good. Right, okay, so have you been banned from any social media platforms this week? No. Okay, well that's all. well no, that's a I've, good I've, start. I've been, that's, that's a good, good start. yeah, I've got to start somewhere. That's a good start. Um, no, what it what it what look, I I've actually saw like learning not I'm actually sort of slowly, I know I have to be on social media because Salonomics, right? Yeah. And we did a podcast and things like that. But to be honest with you, right, if it wasn't for Salonomics, I would not actually have a, 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 social, a profile on any of my, um, my profile any, on any of the social, social media. I'd just delete them all, I would. Yeah. Seriously. No, I uh, get that. I get that. So, so let's, um, let's not dwell on your um, social media antics because we know <laughs> it creates a tremendous amount of trouble for yourself. Um, yeah, I just want to congratulate you uh, this morning on um, oh. being an Arsenal fan. Oh, well, you too, mate. You're an Arsenal fan. You're an Arsenal fan as well. Yeah, today is a very different Monday than what we experienced like a few Mondays ago when we was bottom of the league and we had all the <laughs> yes. spuds lording it over us didn't we they were top of the league hadn't conceded yeah. a goal well their defense didn't look too good yesterday did it when they conceded three to the lowest scorers in the league within 30 that, minutes that's right we were we only had two goals in, uh, yeah. in five games didn't we? so no, yeah. so congratulations to the arsenal um yes. wrong button yes. i want to celebrate North london is red North London is red. So, um, can, can i give a little interesting fact about the north london derby yeah go on mate yeah, the Northland Derby never really happened till 1958. You know that? Um, yeah, you would have thought it'd happen sooner because didn't we move to Highbury? Uh, we moved from. Oh, Greenwich. we moved to Highbury in 1913. Yeah, that's right. But we moved from Greenwich, wasn't it? So it was. Yeah, it, it was but, a London but Derby. Tottenham, but but Tottenham was Tottenham was uh, no, it wasn't even a London Derby. Tottenham was already uh, a first division club. Oh, that's right. right. Spurs uh, are in Middlesex. That's right. They were North Middlesex, exactly. <laughs> and it's only when the North London, uh, it's only when the boundaries of London expanded yeah. to to where Tottenham was that actually became a London club. Right. And that's when it became a London derby. Oh, okay. But so that happened in nineteen fifty eight, did it? That's right. Gotcha. That's right. So any of these sort of like Spurs or Spuds, as I call them, um, sort of like because oh you yeah you saw North South of the River Palava. Mm. Well, you know what? If it wasn't for the Arsenal. Tottenham will still be a North Middlesex club. Yeah, probably true. <laughs> probably true. So, yeah, big shout out to uh, Emil Smith-Rowe, uh, overnight legend, because he scores. Exactly. Look at all those Arsenal legends that have scored in um, the North London derby, you know, from Rowe Castle to Tony Adams. Do you know what I mean? 
instant legend. Emmanuel Adebayo. Even Adebayo. Yeah, he scored quite he scored a few. A great goal. He, he scored a great goal against him. Fabregas, obviously Henri scored lows as well. Yes. Oh, did you see the poetic justice yesterday, though? And I, I, I do apologise for you listeners that um, that don't uh, enjoy football. football. But, yeah. um, you know, I think I can relate this back to my, our arguments about VAR and how sometimes di- dig- new digital technology isn't as good as the... Um, you know, analog or the old technology. Um, so that that poetic justice yesterday was beautiful because Harry Kane, as you know, he's cheated in quite a lot of North London derbies to win penalties. Um, you know, basically do nasty fouls off the ball against Arsenal players, but he gets away with it all because he's England captain, right? He gets away with all that yeah. stuff. You remember even Alan Shearer, I remember back in the day, kicked somebody in the face. But because he was England captain, no disciplinary charge, no nothing. Do you know what I mean? So yes. so there yeah. is a bit of an invisibility shield when it comes to, um, to Harry, Kane. Harry Kane. right? So yesterday, yeah, right. for Arsenal's third goal, he trod on the ball, didn't he? Up the that's other right. end of the pitch, <laughs> which he was immediately robbed of. The Arsenal fans all cheered. So Arsenal sprinted up the other end. And Harry Kane, in his, ah, uh, in his exuberance, and and you know you got to commend him for this because he 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 you know he gave his all to try and win the ball back, but inadvertently him sliding in on the on the edge of the penalty area to win the ball back essentially set up Saka to slot the ball home. Yeah, passed the ball. Yeah, because Saka lost the ball. Lost the ball really, did he? Yeah, pass it, but the ball was blocked. It, it ricocheted to. Uh, Hurricane and Hurricane part of the sack guys because he was moving with the ball. He was moving, wasn't he? Exactly. No, 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 no. Let me finish the point. So the point is, yeah. it's those beautiful moments in the game which are fluid, fluent and are genius and what an amazing story yes. or, and what an amazing incident. But can you imagine if that got cancelled because of VAR, because I don't know, you know, maybe somebody handballed it 30 seconds that nobody had seen or do you know what I mean or can you imagine if that that beautiful poetic moment got cancelled because of you know bureaucracy GoSalon automates your retail process we connect you and your client to a distributor online that will fulfill your order and send it direct to your customer this enables all of our users to earn commission without any extra work it's that simple. Sign up today, gosalon.uk. Anyway, that's enough of that's enough of all that, yeah. Joe Mehmet. Um, before okay. you, um, what else have you been up to this week, mate? Let's catch up. Um, so a week's passed since the last episode. How did did you get any messages about the previous episode, um, which was mm. called uh, "How to Beat the Mass Snitches"? I I, I simply clickbaited that title. Uh, because of no, the I, I'll be honest with you. I actually been watching the Ryder Cup to be honest with you because I haven't really been engaged in anything whatsoever. Because I put, I was watching the Ryder. Cup. I don't, I don't okay. want to bore you with a yeah. No, that's fair enough. That, but... That's fair enough. All right, we'll move on then. So yeah. Um, I, oh, I do want to add on a little bit from the previous show. Um, obviously, how to beat the mask snitches. I was that's complete clickbait title, but obviously I do give a solution there for the um. You know, just in case, just in case government forces mandatory masks back into salons and, and beauty parlours this, this winter. Um, that You know, there's a beautiful way to counter that. And they're fully compliant, these face coverings as well, which uh, is hilarious. But I just want to tell you a little anecdote, because my missus is currently in Milan. She went over there oh. yesterday morning. First time she's travelled for work for 18 months since the whole pandemic began. So obviously she's very happy about that. She had to, obviously, as you know, do all the, the tests, uh, get all that pre-done. My missus yeah. has been double vaccinated and she, she has been double vaccinated against her will, purely because she was told in a nutshell that she probably wouldn't be able to work unless she got the vaccine. Yes. Um, yes. So she went yesterday and the she did the Versace, Versace show, sorry, and... Nice. You know, everybody in that arena, I, I don't know where it was actually, I mean, I've not been in line to have a look at any of the pictures, but anyone that entered that arena, whether you're a model, whether you're a staff member, whether you're a makeup artist, hairdresser, production, everybody had to have a negative test in order right. to get in there. But even though everyone were in there, Joe, all of the staff, 
i.e. Emma being a makeup artist and all the hairdressers, everybody had to still wear masks. So this was a long show. So Emma spent hours and hours and hours in a mask. And obviously she's not happy about it because once the the um, the Marie, Marie Antoinette and the rest of the elite brigade came in, they all just basically bowled in, bowled in without masks. So it goes back to the Met Gala point we made the other week. You know, I hate it when staff are being forced to wear masks because the elite and the politicians walk in and the celebrities walk in without masks. I just think that is the two-tier society and that is, you know, that's communism in, in a nutshell, isn't it? Do you yes. know what I mean? Um, yes, yes. So... Yes. Yeah, just a little anecdote there of this actually happened. And, and my missus actually cannot go and do any of these shows without the vaccine. And yet they're still in, like, they've still got forced masks and all that anyway. So I'm probably going to get one of those face, fake masks for her so she can work with one. Yeah, I'm going to say it's, it's, it's a very, it's, it's a hardcore. This, this is one of the reasons why I don't really want to get back into um, sullen environment, you know, because... As you know, recently I was I was given an opportunity of going back into a sudden environment, and, and, and you know what? Well, I just don't want to be sort of sitting behind a chair wearing a mask, you know, even for one minute. I really do not want to do that seriously, and uh, and it doesn't look like it's gonna it it, it, it be end and in his years to, it's going to go on for a few more years really I think so there you go and, second um, shout out then fakemaskusa.com all your fake masks comply with the law um, but yeah don't get sore throats and don't be hoarse yeah, yeah. I, I couldn't I could, you know it's, it's not for it's not for me yeah really I mean and I really don't want to be part of that world anyway yeah Bob, so so yeah good well nice nice for Emma to get a good gig like that oh yeah no totally yeah she's she's very happy being back at work as you can imagine uh oh but there's a little add-on to that as well Joe um this is where you've got to be very very careful and, and this is why I think this is going to do long-term damage to you know, people will blame Brexit for all this bullshit, as we've seen with the whole petrol crisis over the last few days. But um, one of her colleagues, um, you, you now obviously have to get a, a negative test to come home, right? So one of her colleagues got on a very early flight or attempted to get on an early flight yesterday morning, uh, this morning, sorry, um, turned up at the airport with his negative test that he'd done while he was in Italy but still was refused on the flight because the test was in Italian. An easy jet wouldn't accept it. Yeah, I've, I've heard Have you heard that? With, that? Um, yeah, not from Italy, but from, um, from Northern Cyprus, uh, because it's certain countries, they, they won't accept their, um, the results, so you have to sort of like do one on their side. It, it just might Even though, it, yeah, it? exactly. It's just, you know, straight away, a flight's gone... Yeah gone to waste yeah. he can't get that flight back um you know he's had to buy another flight you know so yeah, you know it, it, it's just money grabbing exercise and, and they're picking choose who they want to do to i don't think it's across the board it just yeah but the, the point is they could have just used google translate just to translate yeah. do you know what i mean if there was no italian speaker we, i mean generally when you're when you're an air steward you generally have find air stewards that are Italian and English speaking, right? In order to get on that flight. You would think so. But then so, again, don't you think it's sort of like giving these sort of, it's giving somebody a, a bit of power who just abuses it, you know what I mean? Thinks, oh, no, I know. I, it, you know, that person could wake up in a bad mood and think, right, I'm just going to make everyone's lives miserable today. Do, do you know what I mean? Yeah, of course. There, there's no protocol, is there? They sort of like think, right, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to abuse my power and make sure that person doesn't go on that plane. He's got every excuse to do so. Yeah. You totally. know what I mean? Right. I, 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 go on. Next. Let's move on. I just wanted to share that with, with the world. Yeah. Um, so then, mate, let's talk about the LinkedIn post that you put up. Will AI replace real hairdressers? Um, so how did this come about, mate? What was your thought process? What did you well, see that triggered this thought? I know you said well, you that know, you've been scratching your head for years. And uh, Yeah, we, we actually discussed problem. it at one point, didn't we? Yeah, the future, the salon future and things like that. And, you know, we, we talked about in the previous show with the... Um, the BBC and the PHAB with the BIS, all these, you know, there's all these sort of net zero targets, all these kind of things, right? Hmm. Now, 
how are you going to achieve net zero in hairdressing? One, no salons, no hairdressers, nothing, mm. basically speaking. Because you know, as long as you've got bodies right, mm. there's going to be emissions um, being emitted uh, left, right and centre. So, okay. so I'm kind of thinking about myself, right, how are they going to achieve this target? And then, and like, we, we actually sort of said it before that, you know, the BIS could be more problems to the industry that the industry needs to pro- needs to um, needs it, right? Yeah. So, so I'm thinking to myself, right, what's going to be the solution? Now, if I I've got to be I've got to be honest with you, right? If I was young, when I say young, right, I'm 63 years young, right? But if I was say 35, 38, something like that, right? With my thinking right now, I could be I've been looking ahead in five years' time, saying. You know what? It's going to be the most amazing um, future in hairdressing, purely because I can operate a fully functional salon with no bodies, less bodies in it, rather than a lot of bodies in it right now. Mm. Okay. And so I said to myself, right, how would I do it? I would invest in technology right now, not to start a salon today, but for five years' time, because you know when. I mean, I know when I started my business in 2003, mm. it took me a long time to get there, Aaron. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You, you don't You don't wake up one morning and think, I'm going to open a salon tomorrow. It needs planning. You need to have a lot of things in place yeah. before you actually you know, sign that lease. So, like I said, if I was to sort of think, right, I'm going to start selling in five years' time, this is what I would invest in. You know, before I was, I would be investing in getting a clientele, getting staff, getting... The, um, the the um, the education get everything in place first, and then you open up the salon, right? Mm. I would actually invest in technology right now, right? And and then research, 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 so that in five years' time, when I open my salon, it'd be fully AI'd, it'd be fully automated mm. in every possible way. I accept that hairdressing won't be. Um, ready yet but everything else would be i believe so i said so i said to myself right at what stage will hairdressing be fully automated i would say put about 20 to 30 years time it'll be fully automated sure seriously sure i really do believe so it. so in your fully automated salon would you i mean where would you start would you would there be a particular order uh, would you have a particular well, um like level of importance like if you could re- like like you were saying earlier about you know carbon emissions and by removing bodies from the salon you know would you s- start to downsize whatever automations that, that got rid of staff so you know we've spoke about yeah, it in the exactly. past you know remove the reception online booking you know obviously with go Everything. salon would you have go salon of course, I'll have go salon. Yeah, you, know, you you you'd be part of the uh, you be part you be part of the team. Sure, right? so, yeah. but but no, you'd the, be point, the, the guy. point you'd be is, my yeah, guy. yeah, exactly. But the point is, you know, about automating stuff. You know, go no, salon no. automating your retail. You know, we've Everything. got reception desk is kind of automated. Um, you know, so what other examples have you got? I mean, what what after those two things, what else can be right, automated? Right, right, in let, the let me let me let me stipulate. Right, uh-huh. it's the fact that the 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 the, the, the demands of the client will change right now. Right, then what what does a client want these days? You know, it, he's got up before post COVID. Right, uh-huh. no pre COVID. Sorry, it, it was manicure, pedicure, manicure, beauty blow dry yeah they were just frivolous i think they were just doing it because they can do you know there was there was left right said so you can go anywhere and have a touchy up blow dry you can have um um a manicure whatever a chipper cheerful right now it's becoming more of a not a chore but a necessity now in five five years time going to the hairdressers won't be a necessity won't be a chore it, it'd be it would be um, not not luxury, uh, quite the opposite, really, uh, an unnecessary event, uh, I would sort of say, right? Mm. And and the last thing a client would want, right, is to be engaging with people who they don't engage with, because I think that's that's the sort of narrative that we're getting today, right? Is that 
people are avoiding people quite quickly now. I mean, as as you discover yourself, your wife's birthday party some time ago, right? Mm. Um, you, you sent out invites, and people were sort of saying, you know, what well, because of the pandemic, I'm not coming. Yeah. Right. So people, mm. so people are finding excuses to avoid interacting like they used to. I know social media is noisy and all that, like, which is all rubbish, right? But in a real sense, so I said to There's myself, a behaviour change happening. Is that, yeah. Is that what you're trying to say? So in five years' time, right? This is this is going to get even worse, Aaron. It's not going to get better. Mm. I mean, I know there's these sort of like people want to party, people. Do. Yes, there's going to be a group of that, but having your hair done will be an unnecessary experience. For right. Your, um, okay. So, so the evolution of the salon, because, because you know, my, my opinion of this is slightly different to you. Because, yeah, you know, you can look at uh, hairdressing being frivolous and being kind of unnecessary, but I think didn't we wasn't one of the lessons we learnt through COVID. Uh, and I love how Edward Hemmings put this. He said people were willing to break the law to go and get their, their hair done. That's right, they did. They um, did. So to a, to a large percentage of people, you know, hairdressing is, is, is necessary. Yeah, but that's t- that was yesterday. If five years' time, right, they would change. Yeah, like this, this is what you've got to understand about hairdressing, right? Mm. Clients changes. Because of what they were doing last year, they're not going to do that next five years' time, Aaron. Oh, in, in terms of like, you know, extending appointments, you know, making appointments being 12 weeks instead of eight weeks. Yeah, I totally, I totally agree with you. You know, um, that was, it was an education for everyone that, you know, the, the, the world didn't end if they didn't get their hair cut for three months. Do you know what I mean? So yeah, it, 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 exactly. It and, kind and, of you know, pushed, pushed the fashion or the trend forward, didn't it? You know, we saw a lot, lot of new trends, you know, because people would, would adapt to those trends, but the, the idea that in five years' time, people wouldn't... Cause, because that's the thing that you can't replace uh, on the high street with hairdressers. It's the feel-good factor. You know, There's it, no it, feel-good factor about it now, though. That's just no, it. no, 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 no. I miss, think it's no, a myth. Let, let me finish my point. My point is the feel-good factor of... I've got clients who feel great after having their hair cut. They feel great. So... You tell me what's going to replace that in five years' time. You know, if it's something as basic as having their hair shampooed, conditioned, treatment, and then blow-dried, but it makes them feel good and it makes them leave the salon with a spring in their step. I mean... Well, I think they're, I think they're delusional, man, because there's there's nothing feel-good factor, right, about having a haircut. Seriously. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a haircutter, yeah. right? And I've got to sort of say... In all my years of as, as cutting hair, right? Yes, I made a lot of people happy, but there's none of this feel good factor. It's not like no, but that's what I mean. Garlic. That's what I mean. It's it, about it's about their happiness. It's about their choice whether they want to go and do it or not. So you're so you're saying the behaviour will change so much that even those people that today or pre-COVID, you know, loved going to the salon because you know, as we've discussed, it's an experience. It makes them feel good. You know, it makes them look good. It it, it gives them self-confidence and all of those it increases their self-esteem yeah you think that in five years time this i don't know this orwellian feeling of um you know not worthy and not being bothered by such frivolous things uh will be part of the the mainstream psyche yeah oh that's a very very dystopian view it's not dystopian Aaron. i think it's that dystopian. is it's, it's actually, i think it's that not, is a dystopian it's not dystopian view. it's not dy- well look we, we we're heading right as yeah. a society we are we are heading to to not not um but you spent you, you spend your money on going to the arsenal and that made you feel great this morning the fact that arsenal won you know you care about arsenal people care about their personal appearance and yeah, and, but you gotta understand, right? That you know, being Arsenal, right? Is it's you know, it's something I grew up with all my life, right? I died with it as well. Going to the hairdressers is not like you know, it's not a life-saving. It's not like passion. There's no. I, I think people miss miss um, over exaggerate the 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 importance of the industry. It's a fantastic career. Don't get me wrong, right? You know, you, you could. You can have a wonderful life, and I've had the most amazing experiences in my as a as a hairdresser. 
but it's not this so um, it's not this so like importance anymore Aaron there's it's becoming less and less important as the as the days go by in in our industry it's becoming less and less important it really is not I know in social media you listen to these people I talk you know, blah 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 but they just beat to the same drum all the time for two years so they're not really they haven't progressed and what's happening is right it's digressing the industry is digressing and, and when I sort of say AI from an from an investor's point of view as an entrepreneur a silent owner mm. the less bodies I have the better I would be uh, as as a businessman, you know. Say that, no, no. Hang on, you got to explain yourself. Say that again. The less bodies, as in less less people in a salon. Yes, the happier the you'll be. Yeah, gotcha. Because there's no way, right? In today's salon ownership, they're going to be they're happy with all their stuff. Yeah, but they, that, but, think... but once again, that goes back to the evolution of the industry and changing it from how it used to be pre-COVID to how it is post-covid for example you sent me a link to the fact that uh people are getting allergies from color now because the um vaccine seems to have changed people's immune systems and therefore their reaction to things i i, I sent you that doesn't mean i agree with it no i know no, i know I, 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 no but the, but the point is still it's still relevant you know because because well, obviously well, things are evolving all the time well, that's but, what I, that's but exactly the idea big... but but what i'm what i'm saying is dystopian is the idea that humans won't regard their image as being something worthwhile for them to go and do you know no 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 this that no, no, i disagree this is the, i see the article because it's a negative article no right? it's a negative article but the, all yeah. i'm all i'm and, talking and, about and, is how things change right so yeah, exactly and there's more it's going to be more and more negative i mean you sent me one today about the ingredients in the shampoo bottle being hair loss yeah. right again it's negative let's go let's the narrative right is all negative, Got, negative the negative. sentiment the sentiment yeah. you mean you said the sentiment yeah. and the tone of the article you're saying is is negative Negative, gotcha. right? So, there's, there's, so you, so you, this, so basically, hang on. So let me. Let, I'm just trying to wrap my head around like where where okay. you are with this because, yeah. Like I say, I've seen it firsthand. You know, my 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 clients will always love having their hair done. It is that luxury. I think it is that thing that they treat themselves to. Do you know what I mean? But when you're talking about importance. Of course, hairdressing isn't as poor, as important as a fireman or a nurse. But you know, or, but I think or even a petrol station, a pup attendant these days. Let's all get all a clap for a petrol station clap attendant. Yeah, let's all get sources <laughs> out. Um, but but there's still no denying the feel good factor of, you know, the, the self esteem, you know, raising because obviously there is a hierarchy in terms of jobs, you know, someone who works on the oil rigs, for example, extremely dangerous job, they get paid very well to go and work in that in that profession um but the idea that the clients will change their mindset to not enjoy i mean not enjoy going into the salon how they have been with masks i agree with you i agree with you the last place you want to turn up is see is see your hairdresser in a hazmat suit yeah, yeah, that was that. No, okay, I mean, there's okay, psychological. Could, could, okay, just but there's just, psychological just impact. Of yeah, that, just up there. Right? So and that's why I'm saying. Full of AI. You've no, got but that's a salon full yeah, of AI. exactly. You don't have that. You, you don't. You, you don't, don't have that. You won't have that problem. So you go to a salon, right? Will be a different experience, right? Okay, I want to go and get this done. I want to go and get that done, and people would happily go to that environment a lot more so than what they are now. Yeah, I I, th I think we're going to have to agree to differ on this, uh, Joe, because I always believe that there's that human touch element that you can't write out of, um, you know, oh, our industry. Come on, Aaron. There's human you touch. Listen. It's bedside we, we manner and all of that. We, we, you we, mean to tell me? You mean to tell me in twenty, thirty years there's going to be a robot hairdresser that's going to swing by your house and cut your hair? No, but this is this this is it. So, uh, so right. this is what I'm this so, is what I'm trying to define when you're talking okay. AI oh, and right. automation okay. and, and a, removing AI, bodies. AI you know. in salon environments, right, will be very very will be common, right? Now, personal but that, hair but that could just be a coffee machine. 
That could just be a, an automated coffee machine or, you know, a retail wall, you know, that sells you products. The e-mirror. At the end of the day, at the end of the day, there's always going to need to be that human there to translate, translate the, the look and the desire of that customer into, you know, the haircut or the colour or, do you know what I mean? There'll always be a manager. There'll always be a manager. Yeah. Right, that, that 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 without a doubt. But I'm just sorry, there'd be less yeah. bodies, right? You know, do you know what I mean? There'd yeah. Be, you know, uh, right now, right, a successful seller, right, it's got what 40, 50, 60 st- staff in it. You know what I mean? We one seller. I take let's take Daniel Gavin, about hundred. Uh, Richard Wood, they got about seventy. Nell, they got about seventy. Daniel Gavard, purchaser, they were about sixty, seventy. Mm. Right, in one seller. Yeah, in in these to come, right, that's going to be diluted completely down to probably. Six, seven, ten. See, that's what I. Yeah, exactly. That's that's the answer I'm looking for from you. Yeah. So basically, like ninety percent reduction in staff. Completely. Gotcha. Completely. Gotcha. And and yeah, no. For a moment there, I'm talking about five years time, right? In in twenty, thirty years time, fifty years time, hundred years time, right? There will be robots good doing haircuts. Not in my lifetime. That that's for sure. Yeah, but like I say, I'm I'm not I'm not I'm not sure about that. I'm not sure about that. I, I. I genuinely believe that there is just some, you know, whether they're do, do, do you accept the technology that doesn't doesn't stop? Is always evolving. You accept? Yeah, no, of course, I accept that technology right. is always so, evolving. So, where, but, but, at what, but sta- I put at what a, stage then? At what stage would you say hairdressing will stop evolving when it comes to technology? I guess when when people have their genes edited, so that they have their perfect. Uh, perfect hair type, hairstyle, uh, that it's done in a total recall sense, you know, where you, how, there, how, where's how, this how, how would you know it's perfect, right, till you, till you get it, right? So I do understand what gene therapy, uh, gene, re, uh, gene reconstruction. Yeah. Gene, gene editing, right? I do believe that's a, that's a big research at the moment, right, to get the perfect human being, because as human beings, we're not perfect as we are, right? So the next stage of um, uh, generation of human beings will be perfect. But, yeah, you can't put, um, you can't do gene editing at a sort of six week, six week old baby, right? You've got to do, you've got to wait till, uh, for, for the perfect hair. No, I point you to Total Recall. She sat there doing her nails and she pressed the button and her that's fingernail right. colour changes. That's right. That's right. That, I mean, that's, look. You, you, I, that's happening now. But that's, but that, but that's what you're talking about, you know, 30, 40 years. I don't believe it's going to be the robots that are going to be coming around cutting with scissors. You know, that's going to be a 21st... There'll be, like, you'll stick your head in a machine and there'll be a laser thing that blows your hair out and then lasers, like, lop it. Do you know what I mean? That, you know, it's going to be more of a I, MRI I, I, I believe scan wigs, I believe wigs become, will become very big in the Oh, there's that. Yeah, or oh, there's that. You know, wigs. You know, you're, not, you're discounting the whole idea of wigs, but, but the idea... I'm not that, discounting it. I'm actually saying that's going to be very big. The idea that the... The consultation, the language, the communication, and there's a human removed from that chain. Um, I I can't get my head around that idea because from a practical sense, like, how how do you communicate it? How does that client communicate what type of hair they want? It's very different, very different because you got your GoSelling app, right? And you need bodies for for to be successful. You need you need a hairdressing industry, right? To, To to adapt to it as quick as possible, right? So you, you do need it. I understand that. But once you saw, once you got every salon involved with the go salon app, right, mm. then you need to take it to the next stage, don't you? you, you do, do you know what I mean? Because you can't just stop there. And that's how I see technology. Uh, the way I sort of think that... Uh, well, it's network effects, the... isn't it? It's that, I mean, go mm. salon's about a network, right? A network yeah. or a community of people. Um, and obviously, as right. the community grows, the more value it acquires. But, but if go salon could sell directly to the clients, yeah, and, and, and go salon's working efficiently worldwide, mm. okay? So, you know, you've got China, you've got South America. So, you know, money, money's been generated 24-7. You won't need hairdressers for it to sort of like to facilitate it, would you? No, I would. Of course I would. You That's would? That, yeah, but of course if, I would. But That's if the cars no, are using it... No, no right. listen. No, listen to me. Listen to me. That's not how it works. It doesn't work like that. 
It's no, it doesn't work like that. No, it doesn't. It doesn't work like that now, and it's not going to work like that then, Joe. Because at the end of the day, of course not. Because at the end of the day, for Go Salon to sell direct to clients, I would have to spend hundreds of thousands of pounds on advertising. I've still got to reach those clients somehow. Okay, now when once you've got those clients, yeah. You see, I'm, t- I'm, t- I'm talking yeah, but about no, it. I won't have those clients, Joe. Just like you when won't. you sign up for a, an email list, if you want to unsubscribe, you unsubscribe. I'm not, you know, like I say, it doesn't, I think human behaviour doesn't work like that in an AI sense. People think everything's going to be taken over by robots, but there's still going to have to be that personable human element of the chain. And the Go Salon, the whole Go, the whole point of go salon it's to create a useful tool for hairdressers to use with their clients the second you remove hairdressers from the loop then all of a sudden go salon doesn't really work because then we just we become so it's consumer to consumer it's consumer to consumer then right no we are we are business to business we're business business to business business. consumers obviously are owned and inspired by the businesses that we supply, we are what's called a SaaS product, I guess. We're a um... yeah, yeah, but like, but, but but yeah, but see, but you see, this, this is the thing, right? This is what you've got to. I understand. would never, I would never undermine the individual hairdresser or the salon. I would never undermine them. No, that's no, not that's no, not the point I, of why I'm, I'm building not, this I'm tool. The, I'm talking about the future, Aaron. No, I know you're talking I'm about talk, the future. I'm but, talking about the future. But but right? but no, and, but you're and going. I'm not talking, no, 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 let me finish. Let me fi- I've got to make this point, Joe. I've got to make this point because I'm just confused with where... Because you can't say five years, 10 years, 20 years and then go, you know, oh, in, in 100 years' time, all this is going to change. Joe, in 100 no, no, years' I didn't time... Say 100 years. I said about 50 years. 50, all right, 50 years' time. In 50 years' time, who's to say that we're not living in demolition world, demolition uh, man world, where all hair products are deemed illegal because of their... Carbon right. emissions, exactly. or, exactly. or you know, exactly. they ca- contain exactly. carcinogens, or they do this. You can't look that far, that far afield because there's just too many ifs and buts. I just wanted to keep it keep it down to the the AI replacing real hairdressers. And I think I think becoming because science I'm, fiction. You know, people will people. Of course, people won't need their hair doing in fifty years' time, Joe, because we'll probably be we'll probably all be wearing crash helmets because of health and safety. Aaron, Aaron, so calm down. Uh, okay, let's no, go. Just, let's just, start, let's, this is just like uh, the, no, 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 you know, no, no. But you go, you go, you go away off the mark a little bit because you know you you you're taking me out of context now. Like I said to you, right, the the BIS, right, the the the, the BBC, the PHAB, all these sort of like um, councils, right. I've given their they signed up to net zero emissions in yes, our industry. That's right. All right, and that's why so it's important got... for us to point this out now of what it can get to. Exactly in the future. Exactly, exactly right. So again, these targets they're going to get more and more demanding. Once you set a target, Aaron, and as you've been discovered, all these other sort of like um, mm. nuances that comes into play. Yeah. Right. They be, they make it much more harder to operate. That's right. Okay. So this that's my, when I, in part of the conversation, right? I said, I'm scratching my head. And what, what the minute I said to you, right, the BIS or, or the, um, the, 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 the council, the professional council, right, setting these targets, right? It's going to make life difficult for everyone. Exactly. So More how difficult. are you going to make life easier for entrepreneur? Well, like, salon, well right? we automate everything we can now. Exactly. Yeah, I agree with you on that point. That's exactly, I totally that's agree where I started with you. From. So that was my starting point, Aaron. Yeah. Okay, that's my starting gotcha. point. Gotcha. That's, that's in five years' time, I said, right? Yeah, yeah, five years, yeah. Five years' time. But the that's idea that be. robots will be turning up on a space scooter using what? a pair of scissors... No. I don't believe that to be true. No. You know, well, I believe the future can, is, is going to be can more I, like can, Star Trek. Can I, can I, can I continue, Rather please? than... Um, can, yeah. can I continue? Yeah, go on. Now, so five years' time, right, you're going to sort of have less bodies in the salon. Yeah. And I said... I agree right, with you. And I said, now, technology won't stop there, right? In 50 years' time, right, technology is going to advance in our, hairdress, in our industry, where it's going to advance so much, right, that eventually... 
AI will replace world hairdressers. Yeah. All right. That's what I said. I, I, yeah, I don't think you, you got to don't take me out of context here. We don't talk about it's all like in three, no, four I'm years just, time. I'm, yeah, like I say, I'm just trying to I'm just trying to get yeah. my head around your points because you've gone. My, my AI point is and, right. My point is right. It's it's actually having a go at the professional bodies for killing the industry. Oh yeah, we know that. But I'm just, I just, I just, I didn't want to take you out of context. It's just when you said removing all the bodies from the salon, and when you said that's what triggered me, and that's why I had to yeah, get involved you know, at that point because I don't believe that to be be true. Because people always want the human to human thing, and the second for, for, the human for now to, yes for, for now, now yes. yes, but for the second the human to human thing's done, then hairdressing won't actually be a thing. But because yeah, because the narrative will change, Aaron. Of in course. Five years time, yeah, no, right? that, that's my point. That's my point. You know, the, the narrative will change, right? But attitudes will change. Ten years time, we'll be a different generation. Do, yeah. do you know what I mean? So hairdressing, as we know today. Right, is is a declining um, so industry. So, how do we how do we fight back against these tards um, that are pushing all this sustainability nonsense and the net zero thing? There, there is a there is a very simple solution to all this, right? It has to have a school of excellence. You know, uh, your your good friend Adam Sloan sort of sent me a message, right? Well, we, we talked, but, but this right? was this was the whole point of why we wanted to bring up this subject. It's you know, um, it's how does how does um, a retail brand, professional brand, create a university, and then what do they do with a surplus of students, and where do they then go? Because a professional brand like that, I mean, obviously. There's only a certain amount of teaching you can do online, right? And as we know, as we know, the college network as it is doesn't um, produce results in terms no, of... No, it doesn't. Um, it, 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 it's, it's actually money, more, well, more when reason you, why yeah, you go to AI. When you do the sum of, you know, money spent per, I don't know, you know, successful hairdresser made, I mean, it's, you know, they would, they would all be, they would, you know, they'd probably be fired... <laughs> Uh, immediately for even bringing that in because that's obviously a huge waste of government resources and, and we've spoke about in previous shows about how um, these professional entities are now bringing out their own university google university the dyson yeah, university right. Right. of engineering and and, and and i was sort of saying to um, adam right it, it's all about quality now not quantity okay now, in the free it, market, it is Joe. Well, in it's the, the, it's free, market, the free market, it Aaron, right? It's, it's actually just to be ahead of the game, all right? It's to be ahead of the game, okay? Because, yeah, there's one thing I know, right? Talent never dies, talent will always survive, all right? In, in, in any recession, in any pandemic, in any situation, right, with, as we just talked about, right? Talent will always survive, okay? And the and that's where the that's where the um, the industry is so diluted now, right? You've got all these professional bodies, you've got all these hairdressers, you've got all these salon owners, all except, you know, if they were really really busy, they're really really good, they wouldn't be worried about all these nuances going around right now because you're just going to go to work, do your clothes, and come home. It's as simple as that, all right? So, so and I was saying to Adam, right, the. The, the worst thing that the MVQ ever ever did, right, was to make it uh, a compulsory education um, system. Because in the old days, right, when I was in an apprenticeship, right, a seller would employ five or six juniors, okay, at, at one time. And what they would do, after, after one week, two weeks, three weeks, they would tell you, right, who's going to make it, who won't make it within that time. And they would get rid of the people they know that won't make it because they wouldn't want what it's their time. Whereas the MVQ system... Uh, no, it's nothing to do with wasting their time. They get penalised. What, these days? Oh, yeah. Well, these Well, I, I don't know. I'm, I mean, I'm just about, I don't know how they, long that's going on right. if, if, you, if you were going to be a... Be a you know, if if, if you a student some... doesn't complete the MVQ, um, the, uh, the centre will get penalised. For that yeah, student, but I was just completely. sort of saying, but these they, they can't they, they can't they can't handpick who's going to be good, who's not going to be good. They just are, you get to a program and that's it, right? Whereas years gone by with the old salon apprenticeship, right? They, the salon owner would know 
if the head oh yeah totally well, uh, yeah and, and we define this by the attitude test don't we and the incentive yeah. test you know which yes. I, there doesn't seem to be this attitude test on the MBQ um, uh, because obviously the attitude is tested by you know that person turning up for like literally no wages <laughs> for a long time do you That's know what right. I mean? Getting on the train, turning up uh, every right. day. You know that that is the attitude test, and I don't think that's that's very that's something that's very difficult to replicate in a college setup, right? No, we discussed we discussed uh, these assessors, right? They're more social workers, you know. Yeah, you know, they they care about the person's well-being. They worry about this. They worry about that. You know, do you know what I mean? Not their hairdressing ability. You know what I mean? So again, and and I think all these things, right, are such added. It's, it's come to 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 to, um, to the for, forefront now, right? Because the industry is such a bad state, and the only way you're going to get out of it, right, is to actually go through to, to go to the AI, or you you set the you set the standards to a different level. I know you're going. I know you're going to get involved with um, doing this with um with with our good friend, and I hope you understand what I'm saying, right? That. It has to be about quality now. Oh, listen, listen, I 100% agree with you. You know, this is why I'm a big advocate of, you know, effing the VAT. Because if no one can justify where all that VAT money gets extracted from our industry and put into, like if that goes in to, um, you know, fund uh, the college system, then you, you should think that hairdressers would be up in arms about that because it's not only costing them in tax dollars, but it's then also costing them in education spend because they then have to re-educate the hairdressers once they leave these places. So there's, there's so many things wrong with these centralised systems. And, and in my opinion, over the next 10 years, you know, it's all going to be a combination of business and decentralization and and more and more tools will be developed but the tools are going to be developed by the private sector not you know not the uh, the, the you but, know but, yeah, the but government the sector the, the, the unfortunate thing is right is that you you got these sort of professional bodies right who who actually don't care no, no, they, they, they just they just care about where their next paycheck's coming from. And obviously right. we've established, we've established yeah. in previous episodes that their paychecks come from product companies. You know, me um, and, and you, and, right, you know, me and you care more about industry than these. Oh, yeah, because we're up here doing it for a few Satoshis. You know, we're not doing <laughs> this for any other reason apart from the odd uh, anonymous... Um, Satoshi, and we think, and I'm, I'm, we always thinking ahead. You know, even though I've got no skin in the game, I still kept. You know, we st- like I keep repeating myself, right? And, yeah, well, and don't, this is the don't thing. keep repeating yourself. No, I'm just sort of saying, right? Yeah. And and this is why AI is going to be very important in, in, in our industry. It really, it really is. All right. Well, before we go on another twenty minutes, uh, yeah, about I was going to say you need to throw someone under the bus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I do need to throw someone under a bus. Um, but also, <laughs> You're going to throw me under the bus. I'm not, no, I don't need to throw you. I just like I say, I just like for you to get your point over in the first 30 seconds and then extract I did. it. Extract I did, it. but you just, you just kind of like, you know. No, 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 no. I, like I say, it's, it's communication. It's a communication breakdown. You know, when you say there's going to be no bodies, you know, and AI, I just think robots and something else. So I just try and get that out of you, you know. But anyway, that's by the bar. I'm going to cut all this out. Salonomics is the business sides of salons. Support the show because unlike any other industry broadcast, Salonomics has decided to be a solely listener-supported production. This means the listeners contribute to the show both financially and through volunteerism. If you feel you're getting value from this show, please help us by becoming a supporter and passing the word around that Salonomics is the only show which shares your passions and airs your grievances. Your contributions help us to continue to bring the content that other creators cannot dare to. So if you want to shout out or to get something off your chest in an anonymous way, critique a colleague or even burn a bridge maybe you want to throw someone under a bus make sure you visit salonomics.com and you send us a note via the paypal button or just send us an email you can even leave us a review on your favorite podcast player it really helps get the salonomics out there anyway joe anyway joe under the bus tell me Considering you've already shared your under the bus this uh, in the first part of the show, I'm just going to quickly do my under the bus. Uh, cool. And obviously, like COVID, 
pretty much everyone has been affected by the fuel shortages. Uh, I think maybe more so in the southeast of England than any other parts of England uh, over the last weekend or so. Um, since Friday, in fact. Uh, in fact, it was my in-laws that actually told me um, about the petrol shortages because, obviously, as you know, I don't actually uh, watch the news. You were completely oblivious to it. I was completely Lovely. oblivious to it. All I Lovely. knew was that I, I bought petrol on Thursday no problems at all. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, came this fuel shortage. Right, so there's a couple of things that I want to say about this. First of all, um, if we use the petrol shortage as a metaphor for what's happened in the last 18 months, can we all agree that the media created this crisis so there you go the the oh, people go. Yeah, i want to throw under a bus this week is the mainstream media because i had to do a little bit of research on it and i discovered that yeah even though bp did make an announcement about they were having some problems getting supplies to some stations i think it turned out it turned out that it was like barely a dozen petrol stations and they've got 1200 petrol stations Someone, and I don't know what the root cause of this was, but someone in the mainstream media took this tiny little problem and they blew it up into this huge issue which panicked people throughout the country. So if we can look at the mainstream media, and yes, I'm looking at LBC, I'm looking at GMTV, I'm looking at the BBC Breakfast. I don't know who shared it, I don't know who retweeted it on Twitter, but basically for three days around here, People have been, and when I dropped my missus off at the airport yesterday morning, Joe, I was coming back, and at 6 a.m. on a Sunday morning, people were queuing up outside the Tesco. There was there was 30 cars queued up outside Tesco's uh, petrol station in South End yesterday. I mean, do people not go to church anymore on a Sunday? I mean, well, they must have Muslims what? though, aren't they? I mean, this country is full of Muslims. I would have thought, yeah. <laughs> um, well, I'm glad you said that, not me, but um. Yeah, so so my under the bus this week has to be a resounding uh, mainstream media um, because uh, for those 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 things that I just mentioned, media in... is the virus, Aaron. Yeah, media that's that is is true. So so I did put a couple of things on the Salonomics Telegram page, you know, today. Yes. Um, uh, this is from a guy called Neil Holmes. He's like, I drive petrol tankers for a living, and take it from me, there is no shortage of fuel. I, along with all other tanker drivers and everyone else in the industry, cannot understand where the media have got this story from. The media have reported it. Now they are causing the problem where one didn't exist. Please don't panic buy fuel as there is no shortage. Panic buying through, though, will cause a problem with us trying to keep up with the demand. Mm, Lunacy. So let's extrapolate that to... COVID over the last 18 months. It's the hysteria that is created by the mainstream media, especially when they are being paid by the protagonists that, that are going to profit. This is the pharmaceutical industrial complex. We are now in a new paradigm. We've moved away from the military industrial complex because, as we know, the Yanks will struggle to get Joe Public on side to go and uh, start a war in another territory such as Afghanistan. This is the new way to control people. It's through things they cannot see. And the things they cannot see are viruses and climate change. We cannot see them. And that's where all this fear comes from. Which goes to my sort of like question of, of AI in our industry. Because you know, it, it eventually, right, what's going to happen is, right, is that in order in to sort of like to 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 uh, to actually live a life, right? You're gonna need less and less bureaucratic uh, involvement, less protocol, less 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 of everything, right? You, you know what I mean? And yeah, yeah, tec people... yeah technology is automating everything away, isn't it? So, um, and and I must add the point about you know vaccine passports. This is why people are holding the line with vaccine passports because Joe, I want you to imagine in your automated world in 10, 15, 20 years time. The vaccine passports are preventing people from travelling, right? From getting from one country to another. So what's going to happen when the software exists that your app on your phone not only contains your health status, your medical status, 
but your monetary status, but also gonna gonna carry things such as your your bio medical status. You know, um, will will it link or sync with your social media so that if you ever say a rude word and because all the all the jobs have been automated out of existence and the government are now paying people to stay at home and paying people not to riot through money printing is there going to be a situation where you're going to get in your car to leave your town and the car's not even going to turn on because it's synced with your app and the Bluetooth or whatever it is. Oh, yeah, they're going to tell you when you can drive. When you can drive, they're yes. going to tell you you can't drive, Joe Mehmet, because you said a naughty word on LinkedIn last or, week. Or it's not your day to drive. So, so this is the Orwellian nightmare that people don't seem to understand how yes. quick and how quick that we can get to that stage. Yes. So yes. this is why we have to fight back against these, uh, this tyranny, basically, because we don't want to be in a panopticon. You know, this is what Snowden shared about. You know, uh, the CIA, the CIA um, were spying on everybody. You know, and there is privacy as a human right. And you shouldn't be able to be spied on if you're doing nothing wrong. It's as simple as that. You, yeah, they but shouldn't that. be people able have to given, be... A... People have given their freedom for security. You know, that's the whole narrative. Yeah, that is true. Tips, yeah, right? yeah. Pe people fear ridicule than they do being right, yeah, you know, as yeah. well. So, you know, yeah. there is all these psychological bombardment. And that's, that's why this is a psychological warfare now. This is the 21st century, guys. Get used to it. This and, isn't going away. I'm glad you understand that because that's mm. my thinking, Aaron. It, you know, we're, thinking, we're thinking alike on this. All yeah. right, and people's behavior, you know, it's all very well people say this and this and this right now. In five years' time, right, it's not gonna get it's gonna get worse, yeah. Right? Totally. And, 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 but this and is again, why decentralization is the future, this is what creates a def an abundant future for us all, you know, the centralized well, nature of tech and until governments, right, changes their uh, narrative. But this, this government's not going to change for the next five years, the, the next 10 years, because the, the Labour Party is a weak opposition, right? So, yeah, but like I say, I don't I think government are going to be less and less relevant in the next five years. No, 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 mate. Don't, 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 don't kid yourself on that. Don't kid yourself. Uh, yeah, they will, they will, trust me. Well, Bitcoin, well, but, Bitcoin fixes this, and you, you no, know it well. does. You, don't, no. you control. I, I actually, if you, I actually if you can, if you can basically prevent the government from turning on the taps of the money printers, then they can stop creating these crises that are uh, inducing yeah, the fear. Can I? You said something on um, LinkedIn. You, you're maximalist, maximalist. I'm a, yeah, I'm a, yeah, I'm a maximalist. Yeah. Right, yeah, I actually saw, like, they, they make a comment on that to, to the, the guy who wrote the article. I said, I said, basically speaking, governments need taxes to survive. That's right. right. Now, small businesses need to be under the radar to survive. Okay? All right, yeah. so, so they need cash. The minute you take away cash, yeah. right, small businesses won't survive. That's right. What's Bitcoin, mate? Well, no, no, no. What's Bitcoin? But, no, no, no. Bitcoin, Bitcoin's Bitcoin. digital cash. It's digital, 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 no, digital, Bitcoin, digital, no. digital, Bitcoin's not digital for everyone, cash. Aaron. You know, we don't, we, we, it's not for everyone. You know what? Right? They said that in 1995 at the internet. I, you can sit, look, you can't go. You're on the you internet can, now. No, it does, look, to someone to go and buy two Satoshis, right? They could mm. go and buy two Satoshis for 2p, whatever, yeah. all right? Yeah. Where are they going to spend that 2p? Well, obviously they're not, but they're going to put it hey, that's in what I mean. savings. That's what no, but, I mean. Hang on. If you listen to my, if you read my article, right, I said to to maintain a lifestyle, right? Yeah. Joe, 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 let me just stop you there, right? Yeah, you're not going to spend that two p because that's like your whiskey jar that you used to put all your coppers and your five p's and your ten p's in. That two satoshis is your savings account. You, no, no. you can spend I, the government fiat. You can spe spend the fiat coupons no, no. that the government give you for nothing. No, it's but, but you're not going to be spending. Businesses. Yeah, yeah, no. But the small businesses, in order to survive, they will they will charge a certain percent. They would offer discounts for Bitcoin in order to accumulate. 
That's the future. Well, anyway, but anyway, I don't want to get sidetracked with the whole Bitcoin <laughs> argument because we're already gone over an hour, Joe. So like I say, that's I'm gonna, all right. I'm going to heavily edit this to get rid of some of that stuff in the mid middle because, like I say, it's just embarrassing. Um, yeah, no. Um, yes, what are you up to? Is that your client? Have you got a client coming? No, that was the. Um, that's that's the door, Rashi. My wife's not very. Um, very quickly going on to the door like I am. Anyway, um, <laughs> I've probably got some posters coming anyway. I'm just glad the dogs ain't snoring over your audio. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, anyway. All right. Hi there, mate. Where can they find you? They can find me anywhere I'm not on social media. Just give me a call. <laughs> you got my direct number, direct email. How about that? All right, fair enough. <laughs> Twitter, fair enough. LinkedIn. All right, well, fair enough. All right, well, thanks for listening, everyone. Um, you can find us, uh, Salonomics, on Telegram, on Twitter. You can also make retail easy for you and your clients by going to gosalon.uk and signing up there. And also, you can find me on Twitter, Aaron Dawn Hair. Very rarely on Instagram or Facebook these days. But, yeah, you can find me wherever you want. See you later. Yeah. All right, mate. Bye, mate. Take care.